is a gift for everyone. Mm-hmm. World peace is at hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not what CNN told me, brother. <laughs> that's not the propaganda I read in my newspaper, brother. Holy Spirit. You gotta wonder, do you trust fallen humanity with your news, or God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, omniscient, your news source? You gotta get to a place where you receive direct revelation from Jesus Christ, daily bread. Amen. It's time for every single one of you to know God the Father on the inside, face to face. You know him on the mountain, <laughs> on the inside where the mountain of Zion is. Nine years ago, I went and saw Prophet Bob Jones over in Wisconsin, and Nina, and uh, Bobby Connor was there, and I think Jeff Jansen, and uh, Bobby Connor came over to me and was messing with me because he saw some stuff, and said that boy's got a big destiny. I was like, whatever, Bobby, whatever, don't mess with me. But when he came over and messed with me, I love Bobby Connor so much. I love him. <laughs> but you know, you know how aggressive prophets are and they can see stuff and they're always being a purposeful irritation to your complacency. I mean, I love it, man. I love when prophets mess with me. It just makes me so happy every day. And he's messing with me, saying all kinds of chirpy stuff, you know, real sassy. And, you know, as a defense, I pop out of my body, you know, go about 30 feet up in the air, and it's a rainbow over my flesh. And I look down inside my body, and I see a mountain of fire. And I do that in front of Jeff Jansen, Bob Jones, and Bobby Connor. And they all see me, because they can see in the spirit. Like, oh, okay. Well, you know, you gotta be tested. Test the spirits to see if they're from God. And when they see the rainbow around my throne, it's like, ah, okay, I get it now. It's from God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you never know sometimes because a lot of people have appearances of good, you know? But you don't know until you test them. Sometimes you gotta strike them with a severe word, you know? Be kind of sassy and confrontational. And then you get some real gunk out of them and they're like, woo. And get hell starts manifesting like reptiles and foul birds of Sodom and Egypt where our Lord was crucified, Jerusalem stuff, Holy Ghost, demons and devils of the fallen world, Jesus. And that stuff just gets washed out. It does. And you got to test it. Because when you're tested and tried and proven faithful, refined in fire or tested in fire seven times into pure gold and you're faithful through and through in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh submitted to God the Father, the Godhead. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God's going to use you so much. <laughs> He's going to use you to help people that are absolutely clueless. He was saying to me during worship that one God-inside-minded Christian, one manifest Son of God that lives from the Christ child in their belly, manifesting the fullness of deity and bodily form that every one of you has, but almost none of you realize that you have because you're bewitched. When you're bewitched, 
And that's like pretty much everyone in the Christian church, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, <laughs> to be gentle about it. One God-inside-minded Christian is more powerful than all God-outside-minded Christians combined. A son of God is someone who's God-inside-minded. Someone that recognizes the fullness of deity in bodily form. Christ in me. The hope of all glory coming out of me. <laughs> when your mind's in agreement and your brain doesn't belong to Satan but belongs to Jesus inside your belly and your brain is pulled down into your spirit, baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, guess what? You're submitted your flesh to God. You've submitted your flesh to the white throne judgment seat of Christ and you're clean. That's someone who has a clean conscience. That's not someone hiding from God, you know, pretending like he's not in there seeing everything omniscient, you know. God's not in me. He's out there. I need to go to the next conference. I need to find a church on fire. And it's like, wait a second. The Bible says about a hundred times that Christ lives in me. <laughs> he's not out there. He's in me. <laughs> what am I doing looking for God on the outside? Like a godless pagan, <laughs> running around like a chicken with my head cut off, you know? We're bewitched, y'all. We're bewitched. Satan did that, so we wouldn't wake up to realize that we're the true royal race, which is the word kingdom. <laughs> Are you kingdom, bro? Kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven's inside of you, Luke 17. The royal race is the Christian race. Study the Greek. That's exactly what the Bible says over and over and over and over. Spent five years in Bible college, North Central University. Graduated with honors, 3.4 GPA. Oh yeah, baby. Studied every single book in the Bible, Hebrew, Chaldean, and Greek. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Even took master's level courses in revival. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But I count it all as dung for the sake of knowing Christ. Amen. My education burns in the anointing. But you know what? I actually do use it every day. I mess around because there's so much religion. But that word doesn't matter, man. You study it. It gets in you. It's not going to be shaken out of you. He writes his word on our hearts and on our minds. And that ain't coming off. I mean, that's like tattooed on your heart and tattooed on your brain. You could try to shake those words, but those words remain forever. As it's written, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God remains forever. Hallelujah. Do you have him written on your heart? Do you have him written on your brain? Do you recognize him living in your belly? 1 Timothy 2.15 you read it in the NIV, you read it in all these different translations, it says that women are saved through childbearing. That's not what it says in the Greek. That's a scribal error. Because what it actually says in the Amplified Classic, if you study the Greek, it says that you are saved both men and women by birthing the divine child. Christ in you, the hopes of sonship the hopes of manifesting the fullness of deity that came in you when you asked Jesus into your heart. <laughs> you know? We asked Jesus into our heart and then we can try to look for him out here. Like, where is he? You know? You asked him in here. He's in here. 
the reason why you're looking for him out here, and when you read the scriptures, it's a dry, dead letter, and it feels like it's killing you, is because you're bewitched. Satan has control of your consciousness. You got a religious consciousness. Religious consciousness. And Hebrews chapter 9 says that he died for the purging of your conscience from dead works, which is all religion in the whole world. The works of the flesh. <laughs> he died for the purging from dead works. So you could have a clean conscience to recognize the divine child in your belly. That you have the fullness of deity in bodily form. Having been filled with the Godhead and been made full, you have reached full spiritual stature and now you are the sons of God. <laughs> Do you live out of the rich treasury of glory? Christ within and manifesting around? I do. For about 10 years. You know when I got perma-whacked? Is when I became God inside-minded 10 years ago. <laughs> Before that, I was God outside-minded. I was bewitched. I became a throne room Christian having gone through the outer court, the inner court, and entering the Holy of Holies with my heart and mind in the third heaven in a constant state of ecstasy ten years ago when my conscience was purged from my religious activity in the earth. I was an inner city missionary. This is what happened to me. For 18 months, eight hours a day, working the streets of Minneapolis, praying eight hours a day, reading the Bible eight hours a day, and working the streets with the gangs and all of that eight hours a day. And I still do that, but I do it now from a God-inside-mindedness, and it's a million times better. I mean, we had gangsters out cleaning the trash off of our street last week. That's a sign and wonder. That's never happened, and I've been living in the ghetto for 12 years. I mean, I was so blown away. You understand, it's like a trash heap in these 36 organized gangs in North Minneapolis. I mean, it's just, it's like going into a trash heap. It's like I live in a trash heap. My house is okay, my yard is okay, but I mean, around me, I'm surrounded with 36 organized gangs and they don't care. It's, you know, crack everywhere. Every time I mow my lawn, there's 10 crack baggies. And I'm not complaining. I love living here. I love being an inner city missionary. I love the USA and I love the city. But I've never seen results in inner city missions, even through all of my works, except this season manifesting the Son of God from my belly in such an anointing that even the gangsters are out there cleaning up the trash in the streets. I was like, you gotta understand, man, that's a sign and wonder. And last night, I was sitting at my brother Jim Samuelson's meeting, check out his ministry, Throne Room Ministries, he's on Facebook, and it was powerful. I'm on the front row because we've been close friends for 10 years. He's really helped me a lot, and we work together in the ministry. And I'm sitting there, three angel feathers fell right on me and start swirling around me, and I feel a physical whirlwind of angelic wind around my head and around my torso and around my body. And I'm looking at it, and at first I'm like excited because I love angel feathers. We've been getting them for 10 years. Since we moved into this house, angel feathers been falling. We've had gemstones fall in the house. I still got them. You know, all kinds of signs and wonders for 10, 12 years. But I'm telling you, this was a totally different level. 
and these feathers fell on me and started swirling around me and they didn't go away. They kept swirling around me. I'm like, how are these angels flying around me and the feathers flying around me and a friend of mine sitting behind me could see the angel feather, three of them, one was bigger and the two of them were a little smaller and they're just circling around me like a whirlwind. And the Lord said, I'm sealing you in this higher place of anointing. And I was like, whoa. It was absolutely astonishing. I mean, I am caught up in rapture all the time, but I'm telling you, it still keeps getting better every day. I still keep getting my mind blown away by the manifestation of the Christ child living inside my belly. Jesus Christ in us, manifesting through us the hopes of all glory. We're the body of Christ, you know? <laughs> this time of God come and God help and begging and crying and pleading and doing all this weird Christian stuff that don't make no sense to the Holy Spirit is over. The time of recognizing the fullness of the Godhead living inside your bellies is at hand. The time of the awakening of Christ rising, the morning star rising in your heart as it's written so that your mind's not bewitched with, with looking for God on the outside. When you recognize Christ, the morning star, having risen on the inside by the spirit of prophecy, you're no longer bewitched, you're no longer begging, you're no longer pleading, you're no longer hurting, you're no longer losing. You just win, 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 and it is so easy and it is so light that you begin to understand every word Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I mean, it sounded like an effortless, carefree gospel. And it like he wasn't even trying, if you read it. It's in a seventh grade level of vocab. It's like, what kind of Christianity have we been practicing? The devil's version, mainly. The Lord's version of Christianity is so easy and so light. It's almost like he didn't have a care in the world all the time. And you know what? He didn't. He didn't have a care in the world all the time. He was so possessed with his father, and so are you, that he never even cared. It was just perfect peace like a river all the time. Even in dealing with devils. I mean, the most powerful men and dictators in the world. Caesar. It's like he didn't even care. You read the Bible, he's like, he'd just come up with this stuff and just flow right out and give to Caesar what Caesar's, and they were astounded. It's like, this guy absolutely doesn't care about anything. It's like nothing in the world can influence the Messiah. And it's perfect humility, and it's astounding power, and it's all glory, and there's no stress, and there's no sweat, and it's just God the Father living on the inside and enjoying Him every day. Jesus Christ walked with the Father in the coolness of the day. He walked in effortless, perfect union. And when He entered your body, you were meant to do the same thing. Problem is, we got into religion. Having begun in the Spirit, we tried to finish in the flesh. Holy Ghost. <laughs> and we've all done it. I mean, my God. I got born again and it felt like I was floating like a hovercraft in Team Challenge. I got so radically born again, I felt like I was floating for months. I mean, there was just no... I was weightless. 
The signs and wonders following in my conversion to Minnesota Teen Challenge were astonishingly documented. I got a file this thick of signs, miracles, and wonders. Just the wildest stuff you'd ever imagine. And it was awesome. And then I go into Bible college and it was dark night of the soul. Like nobody believed in anything that had just happened to me for 22 months in revival at Minnesota Teen Challenge. Right after I got born again, we're watching Benny Hinn live on television in the men's room right here downtown Minneapolis, you know, and Benny Hinn stands up while we're watching live and says, someone just got born again in Minneapolis and revival's breaking out in Minneapolis. Everyone in the room turned their head and looked at me. True story, that happened. I said, oh! And I'm drunk and I'm, I mean, the glory's so strong and my conversion was so radical, scales had fallen off my eyes. And it was like everyone experiencing the glory, people getting healed of AIDS, getting healed of cancer, hepatitis getting healed, demons being cast out like every other day from the men, coming out of the gangs, coming out of heroin, coming out of crack cocaine. You know, we got a bunch of mobsters that came out of all kinds of horrible stuff around that are giving their lives to Christ. And that was 1999 to 2001. And Benny Hinn stood up and prophesied right after it happened, and we're in revival. And I went from revival, I mean, I'm talking about signs, miracles, and wonders, revival, to just death in Bible college. And I said, Lord, why did you send me here? He said, it's through suffering my son was made perfect. And I still learned a lot, but it was rough, man, because there was so much unbelief. That unbelief just eats at your heart. It eats at the anointing. It, it's, it tries to suck you dry. It's a vampire. It's a religious demon. It's Jezebel, the counterfeit Holy Spirit, counterfeit Christianity. It's all witchcraft. And it was so hard because it was just all witchcraft. And the only anointing was what I had developed for the last 22 months inside me. And that's what got me through it. And when I was done with it, he said, you're not going to pastor churches, you're going to pastor cities and nations. And I said, oh, okay, cool. So I went out my own effort, you know, and for 18 months tried to disciple Minneapolis, you know, and, and there was some good fruit. We saw awesome stuff, you know, signs, miracles, and wonders, and healings, and it was, it was powerful. But it wasn't effortless. It wasn't the level of glory that Christ walked in. There was more. And there is so much more. I mean, I look back 12 years ago when we started this ministry, I was utterly clueless. I was clueless in continual signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. I was clueless in accurate prophecies that I was giving to people, words of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit. And I was still completely clueless because I hadn't entered the glory. I was an inner court Christian until I had that open vision of April 2008, right when the Florida outpouring blew up is when I saw this vision. Three days, I believe, before Florida outpouring blew up with Todd Bentley and our friend uh, David Tomberlin and Fresh Fire Ministries, and, and I love it. We went down there, we got so drunk, it was absolutely amazing. But I got permalacked and entered the throne room three days before that started, and a golden hookah came down from heaven and the audible voice of God said, you can toke this golden glory hose and get as high as you want every day. And I went up and grabbed it and inhaled. And he reminded me 
of the prophecy I had first gotten when I was born again when the scales fell off my eyes in October of 99 that I will get you more high than all the drug addicts and I'll make them jealous of how high I get you. Truly there's no high like the most high. He's not called the most high because of a religious meaning. It's because it's literally the most high. It's more high than heroin. It's more high than crack. It's more high than methamphetamines. I know firsthand I've done them all. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, it's the most high. And it's a third heaven high. It's an ecstasy. It's a rapture of your spirit through your heart and mind. And you're in heaven while your body's still on earth. That's how Jesus Christ walked. That's how I walk. That's how Red Letter Ministries walks so that I can impart this into all of you so you can walk in it. Seriously, the only reason why we do this is for the sons of God to manifest. And I'm believing for a million. I'm believing for a million God-inside-minded Christians that come out of the witchcraft of Jezebel that recognize the fullness of the Godhead in their belly and start living from the anointing 100% every day. No more looking for it out here. No more sorrow and sighing. No more weeping and gnashing of teeth. No more hard times, bad times, struggles. No more of that. That's all just externalism. Colossians chapter 2 calls it externalism. Deceptive externalism. Bewitchment. Looking for the solution on the outside in Colossians chapter 2 is called externalism and deception. It's bewitchment. Christ in you is the solution for every problem in the world. Don't look out there. Look in here. And when you read the Word, and when you pray in tongues, and when you walk with the Father and obey the Anointed One and His anointing inside you, it grows. And you grow in confidence and your mind begins to believe and be transformed by the renewing of your mind because you see the fullness of deity in your bodily form and you're like, oh, whoa, that's the awakening, great awakening. Oh, He is in there. It is all real. Now I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is the anointing of the Anointed One. Huh. I never believed it, but now I've experienced it. I hear these words. Now I need to experience these words. The words come, and if you believe my words because I walk in this reality, this ain't theology, this is wine. Theology is water. Wine is experiential. This is wisdom. This is from experience. I walk in this. I can impart it into you because I walk in it. I'm telling you guys, you hear these words and you believe them and it comes into you and it explodes in revelation and you encounter the very thing I'm talking about as I speak it. It's creative. The Word of God. The Creator. <laughs> Amen. Decree a thing and it shall be established. Speak those things that are not as though they are. Amen. <laughs> you have Christ the Creator, maker of heaven and earth, inside of you. When you agree with the Father and just give Him all your mind, will, and emotions, because He doesn't agree with your humanity, He agrees with Christ's divinity. And when you're in agreement and submission to Christ in you, the hopes of all glorious things, you speak those truths in covenant with Christ in you, and it creates it in the earth dimension, and you heal the world with your words, and you live by the fruits of your lips and not the sweat of your brow. That's the overcoming of the curse of the fall for every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>